He's going to read the quote, and then I'll explain it later. The gift of color, Levin, is in itself a rich endowment to any mind. There are few purer and higher sources of enjoyment in this life than this Levin of color, and it is a possession which ought to be cultivated in every child. Good, good job. Can't wait to find out why Washington Irving said that. He didn't. <laughs> what? It's totally irrelevant. Is that supposed to be like the Lucky Charms slogan or something? <laughs> Hello, everyone. This is the Fire the Canon podcast. This is the podcast where we read the books in the Western canon, decide which ones belong or not. Today, we're talking about Washington Irving. A weird guy who led a weird life. Okay, and I think I deserve some praise for remembering who we're talking about. Did you remember it or did you read the chat? Or look at the calendar? Mm. A weird guy who led a weird life, but he never had a weird wife. Okay, okay, let's praise Theo. Let's praise Theo. Good job, Theo. Yay. Thank you, thank you. (laughs) Actually, I feel like that would be a cool podcast tradition. (laughs) Where we praise you whenever you do something right? Yeah. You don't think that'll seem patronizing? (laughs) We love patrons. All right, well, here are your two hosts. Introduce yourselves. My name's Jackie. I'm the first host, and I'm in charge today, motherfuckers. Oh, I'm sorry. Whoa, Child-friendly what episode. What a quick drop I'm of I'm in F-bomb. charge today, Namajamas. That was good. Is that what Mamajamas is? It's just like a stand-in? That's what it is to me, Rachel Rach. Mamajamas. What's yeah. Rachel Rach a stand-in? Anyway, I'm Rachel, a.k.a. Rachel Rach, a.k.a. the primary host, and I'll just be learning about Washington Irving this time. I don't know that much about him. I'm Theo. I'm the executive producer. I'm the protagonist. Who's the antagonist? Is there any such thing as a protagonist if there's no antagonist? Yeah. I don't know. It's like you can't have good without bad. You can't have light without dark. This podcast is man versus nature. Yeah. Yeah, man versus nature. Or man versus society. What do you think? I don't know. Or man versus himself. (gasps) And you two are just the voices in my head. Why do you assume that you get to be the man? Oh, gosh. That's a good point. (laughs) Did you just assume your own gender? (laughs) (laughs) Jackie was making. No, it wasn't. I'm glad that you finally made a a slightly off-color joke instead of making me do it every time. It's not off-color. It's so (laughs) off-color. Oh it's my gosh. really <laughs> off color. I'm offended. I know. I think Rachel might be canceled. <laughs> it's so un PC of me. <laughs> okay, I will say I don't think people should assume their own genders. I think they should think about it a little bit. <laughs> Honestly, that's true. Because hmm. you know what happens when you assume? <laughs> you make a chocolate asshole. That's a quote from our Romeo and Juliet episode that I just remembered today. <laughs> Not a quote, a reference to. <laughs> it is a quote. My mom said she can't my mom said she can't recommend the podcast to people because of that episode. So The whole podcast? Don't reference it. I'm sorry. She can't recommend the entire podcast anymore. Because you don't know when one of you is gonna tell one of those nasty stories again. You, you told it. It was you. Anyway, can we move on? <laughs> Only if your mom agrees to recommend the podcast from now on. We'll make a deal. Yeah, she will. Okay. She will. That was a quote that I said in the episode. I said, you know what? What happens when you assume you make a chocolate asshole? Really? She's bringing it up again. I thought I was pretty funny when I said that. I for- I forgot that I said that, and I-, I laughed. I was like, yeah, I got the element of the surprise on my hands. This is why you're Nell's least favorite. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> she didn't say that. You just made that up. Well, Theo said that that's the reason she can't recommend the pod anymore is your nasty comments. It was Theo's nasty story. <laughs> no, you guys were encouraging me to tell it. Yeah. Wait, what, did someone say something that I wasn't privy to and now I'm just being told? 
No, we're making a joke. You're not her least favorite. You're privy. Jackie, you and I are both tied for least favorite. For most favorite. (laughs) No, sorry. She already said she wants Theo to kill us if he has to, or whatever it was she said. (laughs) All right, that's enough of Nell's murderous rages. Sorry, audience. Nell is Theo's mom, and Jackie and I and Theo, we had a conversation once where Jackie and I both immediately said we would sacrifice ourselves to save the other two, and Theo was like, Mm. I don't know if I would, and then he asked his mom about it, and she said, like, never sacrifice yourself to save Jackie and Rachel. <laughs> yeah. She said, to save who? <laughs> no way. No way. Racky and Rachel? <laughs> nah. Forget them. Jacko and the Roach? <laughs> no, thank you. Look, I know Nell well enough to know that she's going to be upset. I, we know you love us. We do. We know that you love Theo a little bit more, and that's fine. We accept it. <laughs> so, guys, Washington Irving. I'm very, very pleasantly surprised. I did not expect that he was going to really be interesting, but I had a great time last night. In fact, I only slept three (laughs) hours last night. Because of Washington Irving? What? I had a great time researching Washington Irving, nasty. (laughs) What are you talking about? Nobody said anything nasty. Oh, you kind of both did. (laughs) I did not. (laughs) (laughs) I just didn't expect it was going to be that interesting, but like, I sat down and I was like, I'm probably going to be asleep in 10 minutes. But I researched this guy for four hours. I only slept three hours last night, not because of this, just because I am bad at sleeping. But for some reason, I feel very energized. I'm ready to go. Mm. All right. You ready? Yeah. I mean. Heck yeah. So he was born in 1783. He lived until 1859. Pretty long life for the time. I looked up when he was baptized because I knew Rachel was going to ask me and I couldn't find the answer. Sorry. Hmm. Wow. Oh, well, whatever. I'm over it. Rachel's crossing out that question on her list. <laughs> All right. She Ways to annoy Jackie. Okay. <laughs> her cat also has that list. Yeah. <laughs> Go crawl on her while she's recording. She scratched it off by just like tearing through my skin. Well, that's not an annoy Jackie list. That's an annoy Rachel and Theo list. Oh, that's true. I mean, it's kind of annoying to me when I get injured, but you know. You don't act like it. <laughs> okay. So he was named after George Washington because he was born the week the American Revolution ended with uh, Britain's surrender. And he actually met George Washington when he was six. It was, he never forgot it. He got to like just hang out and meet him. He met like a thousand presidents, like almost every president that like from George Washington. Come on. Every president from the time he was like an adult until the time he died, he basically met at some point. I have no idea why. There were just fewer Americans, you know? Why? Just a higher chance you're going to run into the president. There's only like 10 of you guys. He was the Forrest Gump of his (laughs) age. He had a job in government later on, which I'll kind of get to. His dad was Scottish. His mom was English. They were both immigrants, but they were a huge fan of the revolution and they loved George Washington. Mm -hmm. They lived in a little house in Manhattan. That's where he was born. Um, And he actually... It's crazy to hear somebody say that. A little house. Like, you never hear anyone say a little house in Manhattan. (laughs) Mm. Yeah. So I looked this up, too. I don't know why. I started out just absolutely going crazy and did a bunch of unnecessary stuff. I looked up his address. He said we lived on Williams uh, between John and Fulton in the financial district. I looked it up. He was born in one house, and at some point his family moved across the street to the other house. That location, as far as I can tell now, is a takeaway restaurant called Grubs. Grubs. (laughs) (laughs) Grubs. Do you guys want to hear something funny about Manhattan? I think it's about Manhattan. Maybe it's one of those sides, Upper West, whatever. Sure. Um, This is how I found out that a friend of mine was very wealthy, Mm -hmm. which is— She lived above Grubs? (laughs) <laughs> it was actually a man, but no. Uh, there was some article that was like, oh, this, 
you know, this building in New York City is uh, for sale for like $20 million or whatever. And uh, I was looking at it and I was like, whoa, haha, that's a lot of money or something. <laughs> and I showed Steven and then my friend was there and I was like, oh, look at this. And he looked at it and he goes, oh, that was just right. He's like, oh, that's right down the street from my parents' house <laughs> or like my parents' apartment or something. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah. Mm. Like, you know, there's just a difference between yourself and the other person when a number can just amuse you at how big the number is. You're like, wow, that's how much a thing costs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did I tell you about, well, maybe you'll take this out of the podcast. I don't know. Yeah, take it out, but I'll just tell you guys anyway. Well, don't take it out. Hang on. Let me start over. Let me start over. Because it, it this actually would be funny for the podcast. Okay, here we go. So Tell us a story. Okay. As you guys, Theo and Jackie, know, I am moving to Atlanta, correct? Yeah, me too. Fanfare. What we have that in da, common. Da, da, da. Yeah, Jackie's yeah, <laughs> we're moving into the same house, actually. How what same a coincidence. Room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> same room. <laughs> this room is actually really big. It wouldn't be that big of a problem. That would be so awkward what? if you guys accidentally bought the same house and both moved in at the same time. And we accidentally <laughs> moved time. into the same room. Yeah. Oh, uh you're, <laughs> you're, you're, you're here too? too? All right. Pick a corner, I guess. <laughs> Pick a corner. <laughs> so this particular house, it is in a neighborhood in Atlanta that Stephen and I checked out a lot, but it's like uh, it's like a developing neighborhood. Okay. Like a third world neighborhood. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. So our particular block, like all the houses are, for a while they were basically boarded up and blah, 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 and now they're being renovated, whatever. So um, when we wanted to buy the house, we made our offer and the people selling it were like, well, we don't want to sell it to you unless you look at it in person first. Oh. And Steven and I were like, well, we don't want to do that because we're in North Carolina. and We asked our realtor why they wanted us to do that. And he was like, oh, I think it's because of the neighborhood and they want to make sure you guys know what you're getting into, blah, blah, blah. But then the realtor suggested... Google Earth exists, my dude. I know. But so the realtor suggested, he was like, you know, the way they know that you guys weren't there is because they saw me on the ring cam that I was just there by myself. And if I showed up with someone... They wouldn't necessarily know who it is. So do you guys know who we got to be our stand-in for Steven? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. I don't understand the premise. Um, The realtor said if I showed up with someone. Yeah, then the sellers, they don't know that it's not Steven. Oh, you're saying you yourself, Rachel? No. No, no, no. The realtor would show up with someone and the sellers would assume that it was Steven. And then we could fulfill their requirement that Steven look at it. But they would notice that it was the realtor and a single man. That's okay. That's fine. I just I just thought they knew that there's a woman and a man, and I'm confused about why they would think it was the buyer if the woman didn't come. They don't care. Like, Steven is the... He ha- his credit is so good that his mortgage guy was like, this needs to be framed. And mine is so bad that a mortgage guy would be like, this needs to be, you need to be put in the garbage. <laughs> oh. But so Steven's credit is so good. So he's the one really like, you know, wink, wink, buying it. No, I get that. I just, okay. So they wanted one person. So the realtor was like, if, if I show up with one or two people, then the seller will potentially think that it's one or both of you guys so we wanted to get suman and her husband to go but they were in hawaii and so we're like well who do we know in atlanta who do we know in atlanta and do you, can you guess jackie nelson nelson doesn't look like steven at all janice andy samberg oh jeff jeff it's jeff oh 
our biggest fan. Really? <laughs> yes. I still didn't understand that it was supposed to be someone who looked like Steven. I was like, they don't know what you guys look like. I don't get it. Well, the, the thing is, the seller lives on the block. So I was like, if we get someone who's a totally different race from Steven, they might notice the difference. <laughs> okay, sorry. I thought what you were trying to say is like, this neighborhood is predominantly black or something. So if a white person shows up, they're going to know something's up or like, I thought it was a racism thing. I don't know. <laughs> no, they literally just wanted us to like look at the neighborhood. They wanted some reassurance <laughs> that we wouldn't be like, whoa, this neighborhood is like a lot of houses are boarded up and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Rachel was giving us all the information. You didn't have to make up your own thing. I literally, sorry. Her little fanfic. <laughs> I guess this is part of me like sleeping three hours and I'm, I act like I'm awake, but in truth, I'm dead. I'm dead inside. I didn't understand a thing. No, we weren't trying to get like a black person to pretend to be Steven because of racism or reverse racism. I don't know what you're doing. I just guess Nelson because he's our probably closest. Well, we thought, no, we, I would have asked Nelson, but number one, he, his job, like he works outside of the city and Jeff works from home. So he would be able to actually get there. Like, uh, yeah. And also Nelson's a public defender. I didn't want to be like, after your hard day serving the public, (laughs) could you drive an hour and pretend to be Steven. But also, <laughs> Jeff and Steven are both white guys. They have similar physiques and heights, I think. Oh, really? I mean, Jeff's pretty slender. He's not as skinny as Steven, but who is? Why don't we go ahead and in detail describe Jeff's body to the audience? Like, I'm sure he'll <laughs> I love don't know that. it that well. <laughs> Send us your measurements, Jeff. I saw him in person. Actually, the day I got engaged, I was having dinner with Suman and Jeff and Surf and Jeff's wife. And um, Oh, I'm jealous. When Steven and I got engaged, Suman was like, do you want to cancel the dinner? <laughs> We're like, no, 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 we'll just do it anyway. Yeah, what, why would you can have, this is the thing I never understand at weddings when couples have their own table and they just sit at the table by the, you can have the whole rest of your life to sit with him by yourself. Speak with your guests. Maybe because they don't want to like single out particular guests or something. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, I guess there's reasons, but I'm just telling you, if I ever get married, I'm not going to talk to that guy the whole day or lady or whoever she is. I'm just going to Hang out with all my friends. Really? <laughs> You're going to seat your spouse on the opposite side of the venue. <laughs> yeah, I'll say, well, we'll be two ships passing in the night. I'll say, I'll see you after this uh, event. It'll be a Zoom wedding, but it, it's just the bride and groom sides are <laughs> Zoomed. Yeah, I'm going to go have a party with all my people. You go have a separate party. That's our wedding. <laughs> I just wanted people to know that, uh, you know, if you're a dedicated enough fan, we might have you impersonate us while we try to buy a house. <laughs> We also will ask you to do a ton of work creating a wiki for us. And for some reason, you'll say yes. We didn't ask for that. We just like it. We didn't, it. but we like it. Well, yeah. Anyway. We haven't really even started several pages. I know, right? Well, yeah. And Theo keeps making it longer because he keeps adding little things. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Now his cute little house in Manhattan is grubs, so take that how you will. But uh, he was the youngest and, according to Theo, the cutest of 11 children. (laughs) He was pretty cute, honestly. Like, everything I read about him. Oh, Jackie. No, not physically. Always so horny for the authors. (laughs) Keeping you up till 3 a.m. or whatever. Yeah. (laughs) 
No, he was literally just like a cute human. Like he just was always happy and jolly and like people said the nicest things about him. Oh, he sounds like the perfect man. Um yeah. well, okay. It's like the opposite of Steven, I have to say, in terms oh. of jolly constantly jolly, constantly jolly. Steven's not constantly jolly. He said he's the perfect he's man. He's the grumpy. opposite of Steven, who's the worst man. <laughs> he's the imperfect man. <laughs> and who Jeff looks just like. So <laughs> yeah. No, they they don't look they alike. Don't. I know. But I'm just saying they're both white guys with similar physiques, probably. I don't know. I've only seen Jeff with clothes on. I don't know what he's ah! like under there. I didn't want to hear any of that. Why'd you scream? I don't know. And now I got all these. It's just, just Jeff. now we got to think about Rachel. <laughs> we don't have to think about anything. I'm not thinking about anything at all. We have to think about Rachel seeing someone naked. No, not seeing it someone it's terrible. Naked. Oh, my God. It's You're terrible. not even married yet. True. Harlot. What are you talking about? True. You can't see a man naked. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> you never have. Okay. So anyway, so Washington Irving as a as a kid, he really liked to wander away from home. He I'm gonna say this and you're gonna make fun of me, but I don't mean it like this. He reminded me a little bit of Kafka in some ways. Um, but again, not in the whole like attractiveness thing. Just not happening. He didn't do great in school. He liked to just like kind of explore and he said he would like sneak out of his house at night and then like sneak back in and hope his parents didn't notice, but his parents probably noticed. Wow. I don't know. If they had eleven kids. That's true. I don't know. He was the cutest though. He was the apple of their eye, so <laughs> <laughs> you know wait, Theo, what what number was your dad in the in the lineup. 10 of 13. Yeah, see, those are rookie numbers, Mr. and Mrs. Irving. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so anyway, he did that. He would, like, wander into fields and, like, wander into neighboring towns and stuff. Um, the yellow fever came when he was 15, and so living in New York City was, like, not great. So they were like, you need to get out of here and get away from the pandemic and go, like, away from people to go to the country, get some fresh air. Mm. So they sent him upstate, and he goes and spends some time with a friend, like, in the Hudson River Valley upstate. And there he um, would continue walking around and visiting these little towns, and he encountered the town of Sleepy Hollow, which is a real place Whoa. in upstate New York. What? Yeah, you didn't know that? I knew it was real. I would have guessed it was real. <laughs> Why were you so shocked? <laughs> you both get to skip a grade. Don't worry. <laughs> and so Sleepy Hollow and a lot of the other towns around there were, you know, usually settled by the Dutch, Ugh. whatever, colonized by the Dutch. A perfidious people. They, But they had a lot, like, of lore and ghost stories and stuff specifically. And, of course, like, Sleepy Hollow, people believe there was, like, a spell on it. I don't know if they actually Wait, why did you just say, of course? Why did you say, of course, Sleepy Hollow people believed there was a spell on it? Just listen to the name. They named it. Well, he, <laughs> but he wrote a story about it, so clearly he probably picked a place that was spooky, right? Okay, I see now. <laughs> <laughs> Um, something about the Dutch where you're like, yeah, you know the Dutch. Well, they always think there's a spell on their town. <laughs> I mean, apparently that's true. Like, <laughs> what? I'll tell you later. But like he had, but I mean, like he he the Dutch and the Germans like have just have a lot of lore. Like, I don't know that you have a lot of Italian ghost stories, you know, but the Dutch just love ghosts. Mm. I know about an Italian witch named La Befana. That's some lore. But how dare you speak knows? her name? <laughs> She's cool. But um, his family, they were really strict Presbyterians and um, Washington. Washington Irving, he loved jokes, he loved music, he loved art. He was, like, always laughing and playing and just doing silly things, kind of like Theo. And his father— I was going to say that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, his father thought this was evil, <laughs> and you should exactly only do like things Theo. like pray. Yeah, exactly like Frank. You should only do things like pray. Like pray. <laughs> Is eating like pray? No. Uh, eat, pray, love. <laughs> Oh. Yeah. Okay. That's a book title. Yeah. 
It really is. So he started like writing some little silly things like plays, nothing really serious around this time. He studied as a lawyer. He hated it. Oh, also like Kafka. Yeah, exactly. So um, at 21, due to ill health, which I couldn't really find many details on, um, we're going to have a guest who might know some more. So maybe we'll ask him. But according to my outline, he couldn't stop farting. And so he had to go to Europe as the only means (laughs) of saving his life. (laughs) Which part of that did I add? That's what I want to know. You added the couldn't stop farting. It was true, though, that like I, the source I found said he had to go to Europe. It was the only way to save his life. And I was like, what? <laughs> it's, eight, it's 1804. Like, I feel like he there's a really good chance he'll just die on the way there. You know? Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Like, if you remember um, Percy Bysshe Shelley's kids, like... They were constantly dying in Europe. Yeah. They were constantly dying, yeah, while traveling. All up and down Europe. Yeah, he went to Rome. He went to London. Paris, like... That's famously not a city that's very healthy for you. Um, Not in the 1700s or 1800s. He went to Bordeaux, so maybe that was a good place. Okay. In Rome, he met um, an artist that I'd never heard of called Washington Alston, and they were like, hey, Washingtons. Washington twins. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) This will satisfy us for the next few years. Let's just hang out. Honestly? So he was a, a landscape paint. I was going to say a landscape author. He wrote, he wrote landscapes. Um, <laughs> Big mountain, some trees. <laughs> <laughs> That's really good. Um, sorry, that was really funny. Um, so, but he meets this guy. Um, I actually liked his art. I looked it up. I'd never heard of him before. He's from South Carolina. So just some expats. Tell me his name again. Washington what? Alston. A-L-L-S-T-O-N. A-L-L. Mm-hmm. Oh, so they were both like freshly minted Americans. I guess. Yeah. And so they became, quote-unquote, close friends, and they were so close that he... So gay lovers. I don't know. He (laughs) envisioned staying in Rome and becoming an artist himself so that he might always be near his friend, which is just a normal thing. You don't have to do the same job. Right. (laughs) (laughs) You can just stay in the same city without taking over their life. You don't think it's a little interesting that he's like, yeah, I, we're great friends. I want to live here so I can never, ever be apart from him. No, I think maybe I have no reason. So this is one of the times where if you tell me he's gay, I don't have a reason to think he's not gay. Like with um, Fitzgerald, where yeah. everyone was like, this man is not gay. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Yeah, there's a lot of debate about this guy. Yeah, the thing about color that I made Theo read was, this was kind of just a funny aside, we can cut it out if you want, but it was just the source (laughs) I was reading said, like, yeah, he met Washington Alston, like, they were good friends. Alston loved, like, using colors in a surprising way, and Washington Irving (laughs) really liked colors, too. He had a great eye for the harmony of colors. And then for some reason, the author or, like, the blogger who was writing this on their website just went into, like, this, I don't want to call it a rant. Like, they went into this, like, it had <laughs> nothing to do with Washington Irving. It was just, like, a treatise on color. And it was like, however this might be, the gift of color loving is in itself a rich endowment to any mind. There's few purer sources of enjoyment. It ought to be cultivated in every child. And I was like, why are you saying this? Like, I'm trying to read about Washington Irving. He was telling us to make our kids love colors. Just love looking at colors. Yeah, like, it just he just, like, took the time to be like, I'm going to stop what I'm doing and tell you about why color is important. <laughs> now that I have your attention. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to send you a picture of Washington Alston. Um, have you seen it already, Thea? I don't know. It. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's why I told you not to go on the outline. Where is it? Uh, I'm going to send it in the chat. Hold on. We'll put it on our Instagram. Okay, I'm looking in Facebook. <laughs> wow. Okay, there he is. 
Why? In all his glory. An unfinished painting. Are you sure it's unfinished? <laughs> that's No, that's his paint. That's his portrait that's on his Wikipedia page. <laughs> just a head surrounded by nothingness. He's just a head. <laughs> you didn't have to stay in Rome to be with that guy. Just tuck him under your arm and take him anywhere. <laughs> yeah, just, just take him with you. <laughs> Feed him fish food. Put him in a bowl. <laughs> The world is changed. I feel it in the water. I feel it in the earth. I smell it in the air. Much that once was is lost, for none now live who remember it. It began with season one of the podcast. There were three of us, Jackie, Rachel, Theo, immortal, wisest and fairest of all beings. Seven to Jackie's cats. Because there were basically seven and nine also to Jackie's cats. Anyway, I'm I'm going too far off off topic, but basically, I know I can't keep track with the music here. There was one. Rachel season didn't of tell the me podcast. she was doing this. I'm ad libbing. Then there was a second season of the podcast, and now that we're smelling the crispness of the fall air, it's time for season three. It is a little crisp. I as I sit here in my closet where I record, I can see. I do have a window in my closet, so that's why I can see things. Um, I don't just have a hole in the wall. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the air is, it looks crisp AF out there. Got some leaves turning and it's time for season three because it's that time of year and we're switching things up. It's the time of year when we feel like we should start a new season. Exactly. Don't go back and check when we've started the other seasons. Don't do that. There's no point. Well, the other one was around the same time and the first one, I mean, that we start whenever we want. That was just the whole brand new podcast. We do that. Yeah, every season we just start whenever it feels like it. So, and it feels like I hope you enjoy joining us. We're going to start off this season with a little Washington Irving bonanza. Yeah, journey through the mind of Washington Irving. Then we'll be reading The Legend of Sleepy Hollow. Then we'll be reading Rip Van Winkle. And if you would like, please check out our Facebook group slash Patreon, patreon.com slash firethecanon, because by the time you hear this, we will have a poll up for people to help us choose our October book. It's between Dracula, Dr. Jekyll, and Mr. Hyde. And the, the picture of Dorian Gray. And the picture of Dorian Gray. So okay, if you want to vote, you know, become a patron and let us know what you think. And um, we also are going to be having a guest episode where we speak with um, an expert about Washington Irving. So, yeah, we're really, we're, uh, what is it called? Irving mode. We're in Irving mode. We're Irving, like Irv to Irv, you know? I don't think I know, but I'm going to agree anyway. All right. And then we're going to do our October book and it'll be spooky and we're going to have another goosebumps at some point. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, we're excited. Anyway, welcome to season three. I feel like I should say something after that. Yeah. Welcome. Thanks for joining us yet again. Can you say another Lord of the Rings thing? Like from who? Galadriel again? Yeah, sure, sure. The time will soon come when podcasters will shape the fortunes of all. Wow. Like that? <laughs> podcasters, you bow to no one. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thanks, guys. We'll talk with you later. Enjoy the episode. Bye. Bye. I'm going to play a game with you guys now. Okay, play a game. So I'm going to read you a list of Washington Irving pseudonyms. I want you to tell me which one is the fake one, okay? Irvington Washing. Please let that be one of them. I think definitionely they're all fake. Anyway, go ahead. All right, you ready? (laughs) Are you looking at the outline, Theo? No. No. Okay. All right. Anthony Evergreen. Okay. Diedrich Knickerbocker. 
Diedrich Nick Knickerbocker or just sorry. Knickerbocker? Knickerbocker. Sorry. Nick Knickerbocker. <laughs> okay. Friar Nick Antonio Agapita. <laughs> Jeffrey Crayon. Handyside. Handyside? Yeah, Handyside. <laughs> Only one of these is fake. Jonathan Old Style. Lancelot Langstaff. And William Wizard. <laughs> okay, I know Lancelot Langstaff is real. Wow, okay. Is that right? Okay. Is that correct? That's the one I think is fake. Yes, that's that's correct. Okay, got it. So that's the one you think is fake? Okay, you're wrong, Theo. No, I didn't say that. Uh, <laughs> I pick crayon as fake. You laugh the hardest at Jeffrey Crayon. I think it's fake. <laughs> I was going to say crayon too, but now I have to say something else. What's the third one? Is the Italian one? Uh, that... Friar Antonio Agapita. <laughs> that one's fake. No you one would believe there's a friar, etc. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I got you guys. They were all real. Wow. <laughs> Jeffrey Crayon what? was probably one of his most famous pen names, actually. Okay, I'm going to change my name to crayon Jeffrey name. Crayon. No, <laughs> Rachel Old Style. Are those the ones that he wrote? Theo, in you need to be something. You need to be Theo Crayon or, or Friar Theo Agapita. I like uh, Handyside. What is that? That's like one name. It's not even a name. You can be Handyside. <laughs> Jackie Side. Yeah, change it. Oh my gosh, Jackie side. It sounds like the killing of Jackie's. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Oh no. So I don't like that. Wait, but when did he, when and why did he use all the pseudonyms? What was the I'll point? I'll tell you. <laughs> what do you mean? What's the point? Why does anybody use a pseudonym? After you change your name, you need to be Friar Jackie Agapita or whatever Jackie Crayon or whatever you want to be. Jackie Crayon. <laughs> Jack Free Crayon. Yeah, and it's spelled just like crayon. There we go. Jackie Crayon. Jacklicide. I didn't make it Jackie side. <laughs> did Theo make it that? I, I didn't did. do it. How did we do that at the same time? I, I, I just had the <laughs> rename thing up. Well, I was just waiting for you to finish, and then I just did it right after, so it changed to what I wanted it to be. Jacklicide. Okay. <laughs> Theo is Theo Handy side, and I'm Jacklicide. But, like, why do you need that many pseudonyms? It's like five too many. <laughs> just everything you wrote was embarrassing. <laughs> it was like, this would be embarrassing for... For Jeffrey Crayon to have to deal Friar with. Agapita. <laughs> I suppose I better make William wizard take this seriously this time <laughs> oh yeah you should be jackie wizard that's pretty good uh, i'll just be whatever theo wants me to be were wizards like a thing at the time um, um i mean w witches were a thing so i, I assume wizards but, like was wizard something else um, or if someone was like i'm william wizard would they envision like and all fish kind of stuff they they think of a guy who's a lizard but has a speech impediment oh no, I'm just, that's an interesting thought. What did people picture as a wizard back then? Probably just Merlin, right? But what did Merlin look like to them? Uh, like Gandalf. <laughs> <laughs> this is a very loopy episode. I love when Theo gets rude. I love when he gets belligerent. <laughs> when he stops being nice and starts getting rude. <laughs> yeah, it's just about something that's really stupid and wrong. Oh, uh, like Gandalf. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, he. Um, I'll tell you about the the pseudonyms in a minute. They have they have purposes. Trust me. So two years later, he comes back to the states. He spent two years in Europe, and it's 1806. He goes back to New York City. He does lawyer things. He hates it. He also starts a literary magazine, which experienced pretty good success. He had a lot of success in his lifetime. Like he really didn't struggle. Like he's the opposite of um, Scott Fitzgerald. So, Charles Dickens. Oh, he was friends with Charles Dickens. What? 
friends with Charles Dickens? Yeah. What an asshole. What do you mean? Okay, now I'm starting to what? think a little less of Washington Irving. What? Come on. I thought we liked Charles no, Dickens. Dickens was Come an on. asshole. No, no, He was an no. asshole. Oh, to his wife, yeah. Okay, no. She's a person, you know. Yeah. You know, Rachel, do you realize he's a man? He doesn't have problems. <laughs> Whose side are you on, Theo? You went back and forth. <laughs> I wasn't sure who you were getting angry at, so I just went with it. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Aw. Um, so he coined a lot of terms. Like, I had no idea that so many things that we say now are just, like, Washington Irvingisms. Um, oh. Wait, should we guess? Can we guess? You won't, but go for it. A pig in a poke. What? That's right. No, I'm just kidding. It's a not. A pig in a poke. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Uh, Yankee Doodle. No. No. Okay, Theo's turn. No, I don't want to turn. Okay, he was go ahead, Jackie. You go, Jackie. He's the one who came up with the term Gotham for New York City. It's from Why? the Anglo-Saxon. It's a word that means goat's town. <laughs> what the hell? Oh, man. Yeah, so you think about Batman flying around Gotham? Just a bunch of goats. Should have been goat man. na 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 goat man. Like that. Sure. But why were there a lot of goats there or something? Um, um, I have no idea. All right, Gotham. What next? Um, he also came up with Knickerbocker to mean what? Well, I'll tell you in a second. So it started as his one of his pseudonyms, but that later became a term for New Yorkers. Really? Um, and of course the basketball team. Oh, the Knicks. Yeah, the Knicks. He is the source of the myth that. People in medieval times thought the world was flat. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, he was a troll. He was a troll. He didn't know he was a troll. Yes, he did. He knew he was a troll. He, was he, a troll. he would. He did that on purpose. He's the one who basically created Santa Claus because what? he wrote about St. Nicholas flying through the sky in a wagon, and that became Santa. What about Charles D? So he basically did what... Charles D. did for Christmas in England, but he did it in America. He revived this idea of, like, the old English Christmas traditions in America. Wow. He did so many things. <laughs> wow. And not one of them was genocide. <laughs> Are you sure? No, he, he hated the treatment of Native Americans. Nice. He was, he was on their side. He thought they should be treated worse or better? Okay, better. Better. Because, <laughs> you know, sometimes there are people, I hate to say it, but there have been people you know, in American history who are like... Oh, Frank Baum, we know. I mean, there were people, you know, who were like, oh, slavery is bad because black people are so terrible that we shouldn't interact with them at all. Yeah, yeah you said that in one of the episodes. No, he wasn't like that. He he did not. Nice. He was really pretty woke for his age. Um, Ugh, love to hear it. Finally. Yeah, he's a good guy. So um, there's going to be some things that Rachel hates, but it, it's okay. Oh, so <laughs> he's 23. He gets engaged to Matilda Hoffman. She's 17. Oh, Jackie. Well, okay. Six years at that time. Yeah. Honestly, kind of refreshing. <laughs> kind of refreshing. He's going to be dead in two years anyway, probably. No, he lived to well, like 70 died. something. <gasps> Oh, yeah, no. she died at 17. She got sick and died. and <laughs> Right then? <laughs> right then and there? <laughs> she, Theo wrote, she becomes ill and dies. At the behest of our Lord. And, um, what does that mean? What does it yeah, mean? What does Theo? that mean? <laughs> I don't know. He keeps a lock of her hair and her picture with him at all times. And his friends and family knew they could never even say her name around him because it would, he would break out in tears. Like, oh my God. For years afterwards. Yeah, he loved Whoa. her. Poor Knickerbocker. Yeah. Poor and Knickerbocker. He never, 
Poor Jonathan Oldstyle. Poor Willie Wizard. <laughs> Oldstyle is good. But, and he never married. Like, that was that was it for him, so... Okay, wait. What? <laughs> I was just going to say, like, if I were trying to come up with a name I wanted to call everyone in New York, I wouldn't have gone with his Knickerbocker name. What if everyone's called Oldstyles? Wouldn't that be awesome? <laughs> or Wizards. Or Wizards. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he chose that. I think he... So that became famous as his pen name, and I think other people just started using it to mean New Yorkers. I don't think he decided it meant that. Uh, For some reason, even though, like, he's devastated by her death, like, during the period of his mourning her, he plays, like, the funniest prank, and I loved it. So, um, (laughs) he plays a joke on the whole, like, literary scene in New York. And so this is where Diedrich Knickerbocker comes in. So he publishes his first major work. This was a long con. So before he actually did any, like, of the actions, he started a hoax And what he did was he would place ads in, like, different New York newspapers, like, um, missing persons ads for a guy named Diedrich Knickerbocker. And apparently, this is a little bit like our— Wait, um, wait, wait. Diedrich is missing or he posted them, like, I'm Diedrich and I'm looking for someone? Okay. No, he's like, I'm looking for Diedrich. I'm Diedrich. I'm looking for Diedrich. (laughs) (laughs) No, I've lost myself. He creates— Diedrich Knickerbocker, who was supposed to be like this crusty old Dutch historian who had been living in a in a hotel in New York City. And he, according to the, the missing people ads that he kept placing everywhere, he had mysteriously disappeared from this hotel room. And everyone was like, where is Diedrich? And then he posts another notice, like kind of an op-ed or something, supposedly from the hotel proprietor who said, Diedrich Knickerbocker never paid his bill when he disappeared. And if he doesn't come back and pay his bill... I'm going to publish this manuscript that I found in his room that he left here. Oh. As, like, revenge or, like, I guess he'd make money from it because he's the one sending it to publishers. So he's like, Diedrich, if you're seeing this, you better get back here and pay your hotel bill. Oh, wow. The whole New York scene is, like, reading these newspapers and being like— They're a buzz. They're a buzz. Yeah, they're like, where's Diedrich? Yeah. So now they're hearing, like, oh, my God, he mysteriously disappeared. No one knows where he is. And there's this manuscript, and, like, maybe it's going to get published. Guess what? He publishes it. Of course, it's he wrote it himself. Wow. And he publishes it under the name Diedrich Knickerbocker. And everybody's like, the manuscript! And they flip out, and everybody buys it. And it's a huge success, like, critically and popularly. Wow. And this was while he was in mourning for his teenage wife? Yes. Well, not even wife, fiancé. Yeah. Wow, okay. I thought of it, like... Like, everybody was so obsessed with it. It was like, you remember in 2020 when Tiger King was, like, mandatory and everybody had to watch it or you couldn't participate in any conversations? <laughs> I didn't watch I it. I started it, but I didn't finish I started it out of a sense of obligation. <laughs> Theo, did you watch Tiger King? I didn't watch Wait, it. Wait, so you just said everyone f- had to watch Tiger King and yet not none of the three of us have watched Tiger well, we're, King. We're weedos. We're, we're weedos. We're weirdos. We're weirdos. <laughs> we're weedos. We're guidos. <laughs> Guidos, we're Guidos who are high constantly. Well, that's just a Guido. I mean, so, but I, I watched some of it, but like very belated because literally everybody was talking about it, and we were quarantined, and everybody was at home. And every meme was about Tiger King. And I was just like, all right, I guess I'll participate. So I watched a few of them. That's Diedrich Knickerbocker, I think. I don't know. <laughs> so at this point, well, actually, I didn't even say this before, but the police department also fell for this. And they posted like a, a reward for the safe return of this guy. And then the manuscript got published. What? Yeah. So everybody like wanted to read it. I, maybe they were thinking like, oh, maybe I'll find a clue and find him 
and get the reward or something. Wow. This manuscript that was published under his name was A History of New York from the Beginning of the World to the End of the Dutch Dynasty. It was a satire. It was funny. It just made fun of local, like, politicians and New York history, and it was hilarious. So that's where Knickerbockers came from. He also coined the term knickers. Really? He's obsessed with those syllables. <laughs> what a weird guy. That's pretty funny, right? What a troll. I mean, a troll. he made his name, well, Diedrich Knickerbocker's name, but he made his fortune with a prank. He, like, just fooled everybody. It's pretty good. I like that. Can I tell you something else that I remembered I had meant to tell you? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yesterday, a Spaniard downloaded 63 of our episodes. Why not all of them if you're doing that many? Yeah, maybe they'd already listened, but so like... <laughs> I, <laughs> I almost said sacre bleu, and I was like, oh, wrong language. <laughs> Thanks to that person, Spain is our fourth most you know, fan-filled country oh, really? on the website. Yeah, it was ranked like number eight, but now it's like number wow. four. Wow. Hola, España. Gracias. Hola, España. I listened a little bit because I thought you were supposed to. <laughs> but you didn't do it on both of the S sounds. You said gracias. But I did. <laughs> gracias. Gracias. España. <laughs> you know, were you going to say something? I was just going to say, they're probably listening to it to learn English. Oh. So you probably shouldn't speak Spanish to them. Yeah, they're, that's probably what they're doing. Oh, yeah. Now they're going to stop. They're going to take back those downloads. <laughs> yeah. Oh, switch to Spanish. Turning it off. I'm really sorry to tell you, you don't want to listen to me to learn English because I don't really speak English. <laughs> I don't know what I speak. <laughs> it's not a the language. The funny thing is, Spain is only one behind Australia right now, which yeah. is pretty good. I'll just... Audience, in case you're curious, we're ranked U.S., U.K., Australia, Spain, Singapore. I'll just do the top 10. Where's Canada? South Korea, Germany, Ireland, Mexico, Sweden. Canada's 11. What? Our frigid neighbors to the north are not listening. (laughs) You promised you were just going to do the top 10. (laughs) There's not that many Canadians, though. So to be frank with you, it's okay. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, no, Jack texted me while we were recording this because he sent me 20 texts the other night. Like, uh, I think 15 of them were voice memos. Okay. And to be perfectly honest, I have not, sorry, Jack, I haven't gotten to listening to those voice memos yet. That's too many voice memos, Jack. <laughs> I know. And he just respond. he just texted me again and said, I think that deserved a response. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So he does this hilarious thing. And then in 1812, it's the War of 1812. <laughs> and I looked this up because what a shock. I thought for some reason the war of 1812 started in a different year i was like uh-uh they're trying to trick us with that one <laughs> you have <laughs> trust issues jackie you know my brain is dead you have trust issues i have trust issues they must be lying to me <laughs> the war of 1812 bullshit <laughs> yeah, right. but he so he was against the war he opposed it but then once the british attacked washington dc he was like not my namesake mm-hmm. Nuh-uh. <laughs> and then in 1814 is when he actually enlisted nothing much happened to him but the reason i mentioned it is because the war was like really disastrous for him financially like his family had lost a lot of their money and stuff Oof. so he goes back to europe and he stayed there for 17 years okay and so he was basically just going around um, like collecting different like German and Dutch and European ghost stories and adapting them into different little writings. Do you guys think it's kind of crazy how far the Dutch have fallen in America? Like they used to be so important and now it's kind of like whatever. Like you never hear about the Dutch these days. They don't really do anything. They have no effect on our lives. Like you kind of hear about Vanderbilts, but barely. I have um, a lot of Dutch ancestry. We have paintings of my great, great, great grand people 
in their little weird collars and stuff. Wow. They used to be very influential, but now yeah. look at you. Look at me. I can't influence a damn thing. <laughs> <laughs> Got 23 TikTok followers. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know what happened to them. You would have so many more back in the 1500s. Yeah, I really would have. So he visits his sister in England, and he wrote Rip Van Winkle in a single night. Huh. He publishes a bunch of his little short stories like that and different essays, and he published it in uh, something called The Sketchbook of Jeffrey Crayon, Gent. So there's <laughs> Jeffrey Crayon. The Sketchbook was like a sensation. It's like still very well regarded. Is that where Crayon comes from, or he took the name Crayon after the item? I'm pretty sure Crayon was a French word that they used to crayon. like give crayons. Yeah, hold on. Origin of Crayon. Um... The word crayon comes from the Latin word creta, meaning earth. Oh. Okay, so it's a mid-17th century situation. So it's pretty new, it sounds like. Yeah, but I don't think he made it up. Right, but it, it sounds like, I mean, mid-17th century? Only 100 years of crayons by then. Wow. Only 100 years of Jeff Crayon. What's the most trendy word I can use for my fake last name? <laughs> I know. I'm crayon. Jackie TikTok. I'm Theo Cancel Culture. <laughs> I mean, honestly, if he was like, oh, I'm Theo Cool, that might work. <laughs> like some cool. slang. I guess it would be slang from the 70s. I'm going to Google 70s slang. No, 100 years ago? Cool style. <laughs> Theo Cool style. Yeah, instead of old style. 100 years ago, it was 1922. Okay, 1920s slang. Theo B's knees theo cat's pajamas <laughs> theo juice joint theo giggle water theo egg theo fish four days old theo banana oil <laughs> <laughs> All right, all right. That's all right. pretty good. So um, he published multiple installments of the sketchbook. Like it, they would come out every once in a while. And um, The Legend of Sleepy Hollow was one of those. So we're going to be covering that as well. This was just something really funny. Um, so after its publication, so I learned about this person because it was mentioned that like Washington Irving met her and it was an extremely uncomfortable interaction for him. So um, do you know the actress Sarah Siddons? No, but I'll Google her right now. No. You can also Google it if you want. She was referred oh, wait, to as the- familiar oh like an old actress she's a queen of tragedy not a current one okay then i am familiar yeah yeah back back then um so the queen of tragedy sarah siddons who was also referred to a lot as just mrs siddons Mm -hmm. she was very famous for playing macbeth she was like uh, just Wait, a renowned Macbeth? actress, Lady Macbeth. Oh, darn. But she also played Hamlet. She played male parts pretty well, and she just did a lot to, like, advance the characters, and, like, it, she was great. At some point, he meets her. It says, I'm just going to read the quote. When Irving was presented to her, he, being young and modest, was somewhat taken aback on being greeted with the single sentence given in her grandest stage voice and with the most lofty st- stateliness. You have made me weep. He could find no words to reply and shrank away in silence. A very short time after he met with her again, and although he sought to avoid her, she recognized him and repeated in tones as tragic as for at first, <laughs> you have made me weep, which salutation <laughs> had the effect of discomforting Irving for the second time. He sounds like an awkward troll. No. She saw him and he was like, I got to get away from this lady. She's going to tell me the same thing again. And then she did. <laughs> And he responded nothing either time. Pays to have social anxiety. She is ghoulish. Theo, what would you say if someone approached you and said, you have made me weep? Because of your music, I guess. Yeah, well, I mean, that would be my first question. Like, how and why? (laughs) And do I know you? (laughs) You would say how and why. You wouldn't just be like, oh, okay. I feel like you would just say, uh, okay. No, I'd probably be like, oh, what do you mean? <laughs> oh, what do you mean? <laughs> Washington yeah. Irving couldn't even manage that. If somebody asked me that, I would be like, do you actually know who I am? 
<laughs> I make people <laughs> laugh, actually. So I think you have the wrong person. <laughs> well, what if they said you made me weep and you meant like from laughing, right? Like you wept because you were laughing so hard at my funny jokes. Or what if it was like you made me weep because like you ran over my granddad a couple years ago or something? <laughs> that would be what someone would say to you. Yeah. Oh, Jackie. <laughs> oh, hitting people with cars. Jack aside. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Audience, do you want to hear something other than the main content of this podcast? Yes. Okay, here's our midpoint app. <laughs> hey, everybody, are you enjoying what you're listening to? <laughs> if so, you got to go to patreon.com slash fire the cannon. And there... You're obligated to. You can show us your appreciation with dollars, U.S. dollars. Or maybe you could do others, do you think? Uh, no, no, no. You can do any kind? Any, any kind of dollars. Okay. We'll take British pound sterling. We'll take uh, pesos. We'll take Bitcoin. We'll take lira. Colones. Chibino. Corona. Euros. <laughs> we should have said euros first, probably. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, so you, you can go there. You can find various levels of support you want to provide for us. <laughs> if you do $3 a month or more mm. than $3 a month, I'm going to emphasize or more... Okay, don't be weird about it. <laughs> you get access to all of our bonus content. Uh, yeah, for just that, for just the price of a reservation fee, <laughs> you get access to all of our bonus content. One great bonus episode to check out is our seven-part series of our now-failed podcast called Your Brush with Fame. Oh, I got uh, scared. I was like, seven parts of what? No, that podcast is alive and kicking. Alive <laughs> and well. It's It's in a coma, but it's... Fine. Maybe it's asleep like Rip Van Winkle. Oh. Oh. Yeah, it's going to be fine. And if you do tiers other than $3, if you go up into higher tiers, you get more perks, more privileges. Um, sometimes one might even say you get the highest privilege of all. You decide what that is. <laughs> no, um, don't let them decide. <laughs> if you do 25, you get to tell us what book to read. You get to, <laughs> you get to make us read a book. And honestly, one, only one of our king slash queen slash um, non-binary royalty patrons has ever taken <laughs> us up on that. So I am looking at the rest of y'all there. You've got your power. Use it. You're really just sitting on it. Is there a royalty designation that does, doesn't suggest a gender? Monarch. Uh, your highness. Oh, yeah, your highness. Only one of our highness patrons. Only one of our hiney patrons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but we really appreciate the support. We do. We use all those dollars to fill our mattresses. We also have a couple new patrons to thank, or do we want to just do one at a time? One at a time, girl. I'd prefer to just set them up like bowling pins, whoo, knock them all down. <laughs> yeah, set them up and knock them down. Um, we would like to thank our new patron, Rebecca. Rebecca? What? Rebecca. <laughs> Hiccups. Rachel, <laughs> we're thanking Rebecca. Get a hold of yourself. You don't have to do it without me for a second. <laughs> <laughs> she got so excited to hear your name. She was like, <laughs> she got hiccups. Do any of us know Rebecca? No, I don't think we do. And if we do, I'm, wow, Rachel. <laughs> She sounds like Charlie Bucket when he drinks the thing and like floats up to the ceiling and then he has to burp to get back down. Okay, can you? <laughs> okay, I can get rid of them, but I have to take my earplugs out. You ready? You want to see me do, do it? Have to, do you have to simulate your vagus nerve? Because no, I don't want to see that. Oh, watch, watch. <laughs> okay, she is, I think, sucking on a straw. I don't know. She's doing something we can't see. Okay, they're gone now. Bye-bye, hiccups. <laughs>
What did you do? You have to um, cover your ears with your hands and create a seal and then just continuously drink water for a few seconds and then they're gone. Audience, I actually edited out 20 minutes there. No. It took her a lot longer than it sounded. <laughs> no, it did not. Okay, yeah. So, Rebecca, thank you so much for your patronage. What do we say about you other than we're just so thankful? We can't say anything else because you're a stranger patron, which we love. So yeah. let's give her what she came here for and get back to the episode. Woo! I hope you're enjoying that bonus content. <laughs> okay, that's that's normal. <laughs> All right, back to All the right. episode. Back to the episode. All right, so remember, he's still in Europe, and he's written Rip Van Winkle, and he's written Sleepy Hollow, and he's doing all this stuff. He starts hanging out with another American expat family, and he becomes, like, friends with, I guess, the mom. They kind of, like, take him in a little bit, and, like, he just hangs out with them like he's their pet, sort of. (laughs) I saw something say that he was their pet, not that, like, their boarder or their friend or— Like you— for me and Steven, I guess, is what you're planning. I would be your little pet. (laughs) Wait, is that actually going to happen? Is Jackie moving in with you? Or is this just an ongoing joke? I don't know, because she has like five cats. That's that's the thing. Oh, right. <laughs> Jackie is, will have to stay put. It's a lot of cats. What if I just send all my cats in my place and I'll say, here, use these to think of me. <laughs> we do have a partially finished basement, so maybe that could be your little lair mm. with your cats. Maybe we could finish it. I love partially finished basements because I'm partially moving The F to... is for finished basement. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Lil Wayne did not. That didn't make the cut for him. Not so anyway, yet. but the problem. This is where I think Rachel's going to be mad at uh, Irving. Uh, so did he, he marry falls his freaking cousin? He didn't marry anybody. He falls in love with the expat family's eighteen-year-old daughter. Oof. He's forty. Oh, Washington. Washington. <laughs> Are, you're not upset about that? Well, she turns them down. They don't get married. I mean, it's still like, come on, get a hold of yourself, Wash. Oh, yeah. Get a hold of yourself, Irv. Why are you making me the one who's like, don't date teens? Like, we should all probably be that <laughs> no, person. I agree you shouldn't date a teen. I agree 100%. I just know that you're going to take that and be like, nothing else that he does matters now. Yeah. Even teens should not date teens, I have to say from experience. <laughs> yeah, they really shouldn't. I mean, they can if they want. Like, adults should not cannot date teens but no like if a teen really wants to go ahead but you shouldn't that's my opinion well this teen didn't want to as she turned down his marriage proposal at this point some one of his friends tells him hey mary wollstonecraft shelley has a crush on you what and he doesn't pursue it yeah she's 26 so still quite young but i guess it's too old for him because he doesn't go for it she was married to purse um at 26 was she i think she was right she was married there who's cheating on her she had a crush on washington irving that's what their friends said it said she's romantically interested in him and he was like what mm. is going on with these i don't freaks? know but i was intrigued yeah okay now i'm into it <laughs> some sexual you're... intrigue but that's it in the last paragraph of the outline oh that's the end of his no, life that's all that happens no it's oh, not the end of his okay. life it's just the end of the <laughs> she has a crush on him he doesn't do anything about it that's it <laughs> wow okay he should have gotten with mary wollstonecraft shelley she would have been happier as always happens when I do author bios, the end of their life is not that interesting, so it goes a lot faster. So he he does, like, he goes to Spain now, and he spends a long time there working on, like, historical works about Spain for some reason. He produced a lot of, like, scholarly literature about the history of Spain and different things, but he also, some of it was what they were calling romantic history, where he would, like, add little details to spice things up that weren't true, and that's where the myth that medieval Europeans believed the Earth was flat came from. Huh. Part of that myth was also that 
that Columbus was the one who fixed it by proving the world was round. Theo replaced the word round with curvy. The world is curvy. Columbus helpfully proved that the earth was curvy. It was a BBW, big, beautiful world. <laughs> I like my girls, BBW. Mm. Is that a Lil Wayne thing? Yeah. That's a Jackie thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's just a me thing. <laughs> yeah. The, oh, I can't say the next line because it's dirty. Um, oh, come on. When has that ever stopped you before? Oh, I don't want to say uh, a challenge. Called out. Called yeah. out. You can say it under a pseudonym. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Be Knickerbocker Crayon. <laughs> <Yeah>. Knickerbocker Crayon. <laughs> crayon, you keep in me underwears. Okay, so he, he does go back to the U.S. And um, because he was thinking, like, yeah, I'm getting towards the end of my life now. Like, I really, really miss where I grew up basically like he loves Europe but he's like I st- I still have some life left in me so I want to go back and like spend some time with my friends before I'm completely decrepit and I die so he goes back and he actually lives for 13 more years he does a he has a fun time so he was about 60 ish when he was like I'm decrepit I got ahead of myself a little bit he goes back to the US and he has like a lot of family members he has to take care of and he like becomes involved in politics he moves to um, an estate called Sunnyside, which is in New York, in ta- uh, Terrytown. Jonathan Sunnyside. I'm sensing a new uh, nom de plume. <laughs> he doesn't have one. Archibald Sunnyside. That would be good. Mm. That's a good one. It's an adorable like cottage that he built onto, and he loved it. He like loved this house, and he it was unfortunately the like really old and falling apart, and he needed to constantly spend money to maintain it too. So this is why he like got into politics. So he was friends with like tons of presidents. John Tyler, President John Tyler, made him minister to Spain in 1842. So sorry, he goes back to Spain. The President Tyler. The yeah, the President Tyler. He also knew the Franklin Pierce, the <laughs> oh Martin Van Buren, another Dutchman. Wow, mm-hmm. was he our final dutch president first and last i'm gonna google it presidents of dutch descent i think he was an american so come on you know what i'm talking That's about kind of messed up of you to no, say it's not it's not racist <laughs> at all you're messed up dutch descent so messed up. dutch americans there's a whole wikipedia situation why are dutch americans so different from the dutch <laughs> because they came here like 400 freaking years ago so like there's no commonality. <laughs> right, right now? That's, I mean, now and like, when has there been a big migration? Okay. Prominent partial Dutch American political figures include presidents Martin Van Buren, Warren G. Harding, and theater and theater. Theater. Theodore <laughs> and Franklin G. Franklin G. Theodore and Franklin D. Roosevelt. Okay, there we go. Uh. Franklin G. Roosevelt. <laughs> I got confused because Warren G. Harding was right there. Yeah. I don't know about that. Roosevelt is pretty Dutch sounding. The D is for Dutch. So here's something funny about the Wikipedia article. It says, today, the majority of the Dutch Americans live in Michigan, California, Montana, Minnesota, Illinois, Wyoming, Colorado, North Dakota, <laughs> South Dakota, Nebraska, Kansas, Missouri, Indiana, no. New York, New Jersey, Wisconsin, Idaho, Utah, Iowa, Ohio, West Virginia, and Pennsylvania. What? Wasn't that like 40 states? <laughs> yeah, it was like half the states. What ones are they missing? They didn't say North Carolina. It was, it was 26 of the states. Yeah. The majority. The majority of Dutch Americans live in these 26 states. A minority of Dutch live in these 24 There's no states. Uh, reference. Like, there's nothing you can click to look at the citation, by the way. Wow. So they seem pretty spread out. Yeah. There's no Dutch belt. That's an interesting fact if you said the majority live in 
Virginia, something like that. One or two places. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. If you look at, so there's also a map on the Wikipedia page that says main areas in which Dutch Americans can be found. And it's basically all of the U.S. except for like Western Texas. <laughs> I think a Dutch American must have made that because they're like, here's where we are. We're everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Turn around. There's a Dutch American behind you. <laughs> I, I'm picturing it's like in like a field guide for animals where it shows the range, you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah. where you can find Dutch America. Yeah, with climate change, they've started to move up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's they're they're becoming endangered too because there's a lot of Italians that are coming in. It's kind of like a, you know invasive species. It's an invasive <gasps> species. I think Dutchmen are the have the tallest average height in the world or something like that. No. That's why we call them the flying Dutchmen. Because they're like one inch or like so tall. a tenth of an inch taller than the next second tallest. Are you flying? <laughs> How are your eyes so high? Nobody can do that. <laughs> the, the Dutch guy's like, Mm-mm-mm. check the feet <laughs> on the check ground. <laughs> Apparently a lot of Dutchmen emigrated to the U.S. after World War II from Indonesia yeah. via the Netherlands. What? That's what they colonized Indonesia. So they're Indonesians. <laughs> uh, I mean, they're probably native Dutch people. Well, it says a lot of them married native women. It doesn't make them not Dutch. These Dutch Indos mainly... That sounds like a slur. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so I was driving this morning, right? And this Dutch Indo comes up behind me. (laughs) Fucking Dutch Indo. (laughs) Seriously, the Wikipedia article is like, the Indos could have been included. Like, it really sounds like a slur. I feel like if it's two Mm. syllables or less, it's slurish. You want to make a like a bonus episode out of the Dutch? I feel like you are so interested in the Dutch. Like the du- the presence of the Dutch in America. Yeah, let's do it. And we'll get like a Dutch person, a Dutch American to come on as a guest. We'll have a bonus episode where every two minutes we name another state where they are and that's just the episode. You know who we need to have on is Bleep Vanderveen. You know him? No, who's Vanderveen? He's a friend of Steven's from undergrad, but then it turned out he literally lived in the apartment below me when I was in law school. How would I know that? Because <laughs> I, I invited him to parties that you guys went to. No. Uh, no. Didn't we have a brunch party that you went to, Jackie? No. Yeah, Theo knows all the parties I went to. It was a brunch party and we had like pancakes or waffles or something. Pancakes with a side of waffles. I do seem to vaguely remember that, yeah. Okay, well, anyway, let's get him on the pod. He's obviously a Dutch American. We'll ask him what it's like. We'll do a special episode. Which state do you live in? (laughs) All of them. (laughs) 26 at once. Except South Carolina. (laughs) So um, anyway, so he, he is sent by the president, John Tyler, to Spain. And uh, in 1842, but this made him extremely homesick. Now he's not there, like, gallivanting around doing art, writing things. He had to, like, do work. He was super disillusioned with American policy, too. And he started to, like, he went from being this very, like, optimistic, like, bright, bubbly guy who was just, like, always looking on the bright side, like, having a good time, like, making jokes. This, like, really destroyed him. And it's finally at the age of, how old is he? It's 1842. And he was... Yeah, he was like 60-something years old, and he's like, I'm finally starting to notice that there's a dark side to humanity. What? And he really didn't like it. (laughs) Yeah, he made it a long time. No wonder he was such a happy-go-lucky guy, yeah. Yeah, but he still, like, you know, he still fought the good fight for Native Americans and stuff, so. So this is when he says, I gotta go live out my final years at Sunnyside, like, I'm done with this, I'm probably gonna be gone soon, so let me go have some good times. But now he, so he does, he has 13 more very nice years. 
And he had a bunch of his family members living in his house with, house with him. Mm. And his last words are rumored to be that the, the night of his death, he had been, like, feeling ill for, like, several months or years at this point. And his, his final words apparently were, Well, I must arrange my pillows for another night. When will this end? <laughs> and then he died? And then he died of a heart attack, yeah. Right then? Uh, no, like, he went to bed. He was in like, God, sleep. I fluff up these motherfucking pillows again, these... Uh, <laughs> wow. When will this nightmare end? <laughs> yeah, when will this end? Now. It ends now. This pillow nightmare. <laughs> wow. Um, he's buried in the Sleepy Hollow Cemetery. No way. A place that he didn't really spend that much time. <laughs> I mean, not the cemetery, but the town of Sleepy Hollow. <laughs> I mean, actually, he's probably spent more time there than anywhere else at this point. <laughs> <laughs> probably. Yeah, any place. He. It sounds like he lived an amazing life. Like he did. He was so happy his whole life. Good for him. Yeah. It was said of him, I'll end on this note, he was the most cheerful of men and seemed to diffuse sunshine wherever he went. He was essentially lovable and could hardly be said to have made an enemy during his life. Wow. So I invited a guest to come and speak with us who does plan to come awesome. and talk with us on the Sleepy Hollow episode. He wrote um, a really, really good piece on Washington Irving. It's apparently that's like his favorite author. His take on it is that he probably was bisexual. Drop the guest name. Um, it is... Like it's hot. His name is Michael Grant Kellermeyer, and he's the editor-in-chief of Old Style Tales Press. <gasps> he's also taught... Old Style. Whoa. Old Style. Oh, I didn't even notice that. Old Style Tales. Now I get it. Wow. Yeah. Now I get it. Handy side. Yeah. Chilling illustrations, illuminating notes, unforgettable classics. That's him. Well, he's bisexual. No wonder he was in such a good mood all the time. Expanded dating pool. I don't know if Michael Grant Kellermeyer is uh, or not, but yeah, he thinks that, I think he probably was. Yeah, it seemed like he had, you know, like obviously he fell in love with women sometimes. There was also parts where it said like he seemed like he also, like Kafka, like had a very like deep fear of sex for some reason. Like it seemed like it actually really frightened and kind of disturbed him huh. i think he probably died a virgin um he never Whoa, really? had a wife um yeah probably um he was an interesting guy and like uh, not an expert on this i'm gonna let you know michael or, or grant talk about it i don't know which he goes by but you can kind of see like a lot of like horror writers and i wouldn't i don't know if i would call irving like necessarily a horror writer but he definitely wrote a lot of like creepy tales mm. there's something about that that tends to make people like i don't know like his works tend to focus more on like there's no romance basically like there's never any like characters that get together and have like a, a whirlwind romance in any irving <laughs> stories they're all about like just single people like doing things monsters etc so uh, he also apparently just really loved his bachelor lifestyle like he i guess wanted to get married ideally but then he looked around at all his friends and he's like yeah like i can't believe i wasted my life like i didn't have a family i didn't have a wife i didn't have kids like i really should have set myself up instead of going around doing all these foolish things but at the end of the day like he got to travel and write and like get up whenever he wanted and fluff up his pillows whenever he wanted and sounds like he didn't say want a really to. cool thing <laughs> at the end of his life <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> until he didn't want to anymore wow. he got to do a lot of stuff but yeah he it was at the expense of finding love huh i mean if you had a happy life he didn't waste it that's how i feel I feel that way as well. I think he was fine with his life. I think, you know, grass is always greener. You're always going to think about what you didn't do, but um, he was fine. I mean, I want to have kids, but not everybody does. That's just how it is sometimes. Are you serious? Some people don't want to have kids? Uh, Jackie, I hate to break it to you, to you, but some people don't want to have kids. 
some people are going to have to be the godparents to my kids and leave them their vast fortune when they die. Yes. <laughs> Is that what godparents do? Yeah. So get ready, Theo. Get ready to leave your vast fortune to my oh, children. No. <laughs> what if I don't make a vast fortune? You better. Well, get Joshua's. He can leave his to my kids. Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well... Join our Patreon so we can give it all to Rachel's kids in the future. Yeah. Join our Patreon so Jackie and Theo can accrue a vast fortune to leave to my children. Yeah. <laughs> it's what's really most important in life. I don't know what your goals are, but I know what they are now. Yeah. It's, it's setting Rachel's kids up for success. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, they have to take on the podcast, so I have to have at least three. And one has to be a Theo kid, my one God. a Rachel kid, one a Jackie kid. They have to take on the legacy of a post-9-11 <laughs> world and climate change and the podcast. That's too much. Uh, well, okay, take 9-11 off the list. Okay, it didn't happen. <laughs> now <Fine>. it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, another episode in which we somehow mentioned 9-11. How are we feeling? Another, you know, half-court swish right through the net. Yeah. What a great episode. <laughs> <laughs> didn't even touch the rim. No way. So, thank you all for listening. Washington Irving, cool guy. Can we agree? I'm into him. Yeah. Mostly. I'm into him. Seems great. No teen love for me or for thee. Apart from that, I'm into him. Or for thine or for yine. No way. Mm. Yeah. So um, next thing we're going to do is Rip Van Winkle, right? That's what's coming out next week. Mm-hmm. Which is a short story. So if you would like to follow along with us, Google Rip Van Winkle. You will find it. It's free. Do not pay. If someone tries to make you pay to read Rip Van Winkle, take your glove off, slap him in the face, do a duel, kill them, then read it for free. Yeah, because it's um, the author um, is Jeffrey Crayon. (laughs) So please make sure that you read the official version. Give the Crayola company five (laughs) dollars. Yeah. One thing Irving did that I don't know how we'll feel about. um, He he did have a lot to do with um, improving or strengthening copyright laws. Because so many of his stories got, like, pilfered by scammers in England. And he was like, I hate this. So a lot of versions of his stories you might find, like, they're just knockoffs, like, bad. Oh, really? Like, bootlegs that other people made. Yeah. Fascinating. You probably won't find them. Should we say our contact info? I think we're good. Yes. If you like us, check us out on social media. That's at FireTheCanonPod. Twitter. TikTok. Instagram. Instagram. Hulu, no uh, Instagram. Uh, you can also we have a Facebook group that's Fire the Cannon Podcast, right? Mm-hmm. Fire the Cannon Pod at gmail dot com is one way to email us. It's the only way, in fact. Yeah, we also have a website. It's Fire the Cannon Pod dot com. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there you can find the most up to date information on this podcast and and farewell. Farewell. <laughs> Uh, if you want to support the podcast but not pay money to do so, please write us a rating oh slash review on Apple Podcasts and also give us like a thumbs up or whatever it is on Spotify. Mm-hmm. We really appreciate those. We love all of our Apple reviews we so much. Them. We always talk about them. So if you want to make us talk about your writing, write us a freaking review. We will talk about it. <laughs> Give us something to talk about. We, just, we haven't talked in a while. Give us something to talk about, please. You could also write us a landscape if you want. Just <laughs> yeah, like whatever. describe. There's a cloud in the top left corner. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We do love you, I I guess. Good night. Bye. Good night. Good night.